Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, I'm feeling unstoppable today, too, Michaela. I just am. Good. Want to know why? Why? Well, ask me. Say why, AJ. Okay, AJ, why do you feel unstoppable? It's a week until Thanksgiving. It is a week until Thanksgiving. They're here. They're kind of here. I will say that I'm feeling unstoppable today because I recently debuted my clip and bangs and I proceeded to put my clip and bangs on both my dogs and Lisa. And honestly, I have a really beautiful family. You do. Everyone looks incredible and bangs. Well, because that's the thing. Like, not everybody does. No, but your family can all pull them off. That's special. I and you know what? I recently found out that Target has matching jammies with your dogs. Wait, what? And if you think that we didn't get the matching pajamas with our dogs that are currently in bangs, we'd be wrong. You would not be right. Okay, got it. Well, you know what happened yesterday in my family? Go on. Uh, my husband spent the morning while I was at work yesterday. I didn't want to bring this up on air, but he spent the morning texting me photos of Thanksgiving dog sweaters. Beautiful. And ordered three of them. Beautiful. He wants to have uh, multiple costume changes for our Thanksgiving. Yes. And he wants it to be a surprise. So when it happens, please act surprised. And I will. Okay, great. Do you want me to bring the bangs? Really? <laughs> Yeah, that would be fun. We could have a bang off. Yeah. We could you and I could become the new banger sisters. Oh That's my favorite movie. I know. I know. I love did that you, movie with Susan see... Sarandon and um Yeah and, and Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Icon icons. icons. Did you see Britney Spears posted an Instagram dedication to Goldie Hawn last night? No. Yes. I had to unfollow her. No, well, okay, so she's she's a lot, but she's she posted, me out. She posted a throwback photo of Goldie probably in her twenties or thirties. She looks Phenomenal. She uh -huh. still does, but she looked great. Yeah. And then she told the story about the the one and only time she met Kate Hudson, and she was dressed um, like an angel, and she was with her hairstylist who was dressed like a devil, and they were at a Halloween party, and she was so nervous she didn't say anything to her, and Kate walked right past her wearing the coolest jacket she's ever seen in her entire life. That's her story. I was like, okay, Brittany, go off. I don't know why you told this. Brittany, what are you talking well, about, she told babe? this whole story about Kate Hudson and posted why? a photo about a photo, photo of Goldie Hawn. But Why? I don't know. We know why? Because she's free. We freed her. We did this. We all collectively did this. Honestly. We freed Britney. We, okay, we freed Britney, but I just, I literally did have to unfollow her. Now you're following her again, aren't you? you no, can't... absolutely not. I, it, sh it gives me anxiety. I have no idea what's going on. Britney and Trump, for different reasons, give me anxiety. Yeah, I had to unfollow both. Mm. 
My God. I saw that your uh, your good friend John D. Domenico, the best Trump impersonator on the planet, uh, just posted an article about uh, Trump impersonators making a comeback now that he's announced he's running. That's a nice gift. I know. Going to be able to pay the bills for a couple Listen, more years. Listen, he literally texts me every time Trump does anything, and he's like, well, we've got a few more years. You have to. You have to play Melania again. You're so good at it. You're so much better at it than anybody else. Even Gina Gershon played it, and you're so much better. Honey. You are. You're like the perfect Melania. Listen, What is this compliment? No, you're so good at it. Sometimes, here's the thing, because it brings out, like, your your best humor, and because she's such an idiot, and, like, you're kind of like that, too, and you're in, your, in the best way when you play her. Yeah. And you, it, there's it's like an elevated, smart type of idiot that you do, and it's so good, and... Sometimes we just have to embrace it. Listen, I had to embrace the fact that I'm six five and a half, and I, um, that's never going to change. Listen, I love to play Melania. I loved it. I mm-hmm. think it's ridiculous. I think it's so stupid, and I enjoy the role. It helps us all get through the terror of it all. Well, that's truly what it was. For real, it does. I really only played Melania because I was so stressed out in 2020 that all I could do was make horrible jokes. Well, before I let you get to news on the beat, genuinely, during that period... I think that it not only helped me cope, I feel like I, I feel like the Melania I have in my brain that I actually feel like I know is actually your version of Melania. Do you know how many people say that? I don't know a lot about her. So many people say we never got Melania, so the interpretation that yeah. you gave us is the Melania we think we yeah. have and we like her. It feels real to me. And I was like, yeah, I like her too. The Melania that I made up, I like her. She hates Trump. She's just doing her thing. Yes, a thousand percent. She's, she's just a little B-I-T-C-H. She slaps her hand when he tries to reach for... Oh, wait, that happens in both that cases. That does happen. Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, that's real, actually. Yes, it does. Okay, I just pulled up the Goldie Hawn photo, and she is such a little babe she's on a, Britney Spears' page. Beautiful. Um, Britney's still wild. Britney she is She said wild. that she's her, her god. Her god. She calls her god now. Well... Okay. Just in case you're wondering, we do have a great show coming up. But if you think it sounds like we need some therapy, you're right. It's Therapy Thursdays. Uh, How do you live with somebody that lives a little bit differently than you do? Marriage and family therapist James Gay is stopping by with some advice. Um, Right now, though, I think we should get into some news on the beat. Let's go. The Senate just voted for closure for the Respect for Marriage Act in a 62 to 37 vote, advancing the bill to codify the federal government's recognition of same-sex marriages and require states to recognize marriages performed in other states. It now will be debated and possibly amended by the full Senate. All Democrats voted to advance the bill along with 12 Republican senators. A second clutter vote is expected later this week following 30 hours of debate on the bill just before senators leave D.C. for a week of Thanksgiving break. If it passes the full Senate, the Senate version will be sent back to the House for another vote. And President Joe Biden is expected to sign it into law. Good. All right, another news representative, Karen Bass, won the Los Angeles mayor's race against billionaire developer Rick Caruso. Bass's victory in the closely watched race between two ideologically opposed Democrats shows that L.A. voters prefer an institutional Democrat over a political outsider to solve the city's homelessness crisis. Much of their campaigns were centered around crime homelessness and policing. Karen Bass is the first woman elected mayor of Los Angeles and will be the second black mayor to hold the position. With 70% of the votes counted, Bass had a lead of nearly 47,000 votes. Bass has served six terms in Congress and was on Biden's shortlist for a running mate in 2020. Listen, I know a lot of high-profile celebrities endorsed Rick Caruso. I love the Grove, right? (laughs) He's the owner. Um, and he spent $100 million on his campaign, and she still beat him. 
And so I'm going to be keeping a close eye on her, though, because I do want her to do something. Because That's I, how I feel. I, I don't really care who wins. Yeah. I want this city to be cleaned up. I voted, it's a mess. I voted for her because of women's rights, honestly. Because I know that he was anti-abortion and a Republican until right before he decided to file and run as a Democrat. So for that reason, I voted for her. Do I think she's going to be the best you know, mayor? I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. Because our homeless crisis and our crime. It's so bad. It's out of control again. Yeah. I feel like so we live bad. in Gotham City sometimes. I Honestly, that's the best way to say it. That's Without, exactly how I feel. Without the fun parts or the hope of like a superhero. Without Poison Ivy. She was so good. So Uma beautiful. Oh my God, are you kidding me? People still dress up as her for Halloween. I know, because it was an iconic costume. Year after year. And Drew Barrymore as the angel. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I forgot about I know. Halle Berry was a Catwoman one the time. The bomb. I and know. Our friend Drew dressed as <gasps> Halle Berry's it. Catwoman for Halloween. I this know, year. and she was amazing too. So good. All right, 46 in DC, 39 in Cleveland today, 58 in Dallas, 62 in Vegas, 60 in San Francisco, 75 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. Build a world where its inhabitants love you. Your happiness is dependent on people who believe in you. I love that. Surround yourself with loving people. Exactly. Perfect. Was it? Very talented. <laughs> We get paid to do this, so just so you know, that's where we are. Listen, and we're in weird moods because <laughs> we know that vacation is upon us. Thanksgiving is right Woo! around the corner. I can't wait for the oh long my gosh. weekend. I'm going to eat everything. All the things. I love stuffing so much. Really? Oh, okay, yeah. So this do you is have a, stuffing? Yes. Your... Well, I'm making two types of stuffing. Go on, tell me right now. Okay, so I'm making my traditional stuffing, mm-hmm. like my grandmother used to make. And what is it? It's, 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 it's Italian seasonings and the, and the breadcrumbs and the carrots and celery and onions and all that stuff with chicken broth. So it's got a little extra flavor. Uh, beautiful. And then the other option is uh, a cornbread stuffing <gasps> made with vegetable broth because um, one of my good friends, oh, Cornelia, is is vegetarian. So we've got that option for a couple people. But it's cornbread, so that's also like a selling point. Wait, I love cornbread. So you'll have both. And then lots and lots and lots of gravy. I love gravy. My favorite thing is the day after Thanksgiving when mm-hmm. you take the turkey, the bread, the cranberry sauce, the mayonnaise, and make a sandwich. Yeah. Okay. So this is so this year for the first time ever, I'm not actually c- cooking a bird. I got the pre-cooked, sliced, honey-baked turkeys. I got two of them, a roasted one and a whatever the other option was, smoked. And they're perfect. The slices are perfect. You don't have to worry about it. You put them on your plate, put some gravy on them, eat it, and the next day you make a sandwich. Perfect. It's ideal. Perfect. And I don't have to worry about the stupid bird. Perfect. Because that's a lot. And I feel like I waste a lot when I'm like cutting it and stuff. I just I don't want to throw it all away. Yes. And it's a bit much for people who are vegetarians to stare at a carcass in my kitchen. So. I hear this deeply. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, how about this one? Uh, the gift you can give to your single friends, perhaps? How about a giant emotional support bear and this is a selling point it does not snore this could be the thing for those friends of yours who are a little bit lonely during the holidays maybe get them a really really big cuddly bear it's creepy as all get out okay because the bear is built like a man like it looks like a human with a bear head and you can wrap its arms around you and just lie there it's produced uh, in bulgaria uh, and founded by model and designer uh, her name is Ina. I'm not Marholeva. Marholeva? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's all over social media. It's called the Loving Bear Puffy. I need to work on that that name a little bit. But uh, would you be totally totally offended if you're like, look? I mean, I just want you to see. Some, no, listen to me. Are you're you talking the, are you to it. Are you seeing these pictures? That's the bear. That's 
That's the bear. It's insane. We have to. No, put, I would like it. Can we put can we put pictures of this up on? Can we put it on Channel Q on our on our Instagram? Would you lay there and let this bear hold yeah, you and I hug would. you like this? If I were single, yes, I would. You're t- but also you're talking to an almost thirty five year old woman who has had the same baby blanket yeah, since I true. was born. She has a name, Jenny. She has a gender, and I sleep with my baby blanket every single. Night. Big naked bear that looks like a human Good. that looks like he goes to Equinox and he looks jacked. Yeah, he's hot. And just happens to have a really tiny bear head. Yeah. Listen. I, this is so weird to me. It's comforting. Why? That's <sighs> why you like weighted blankets. That's like the point of all of it. She's laying in bed with it, holding it like a... She's snuggling. Okay, now on, Okay, now that I've seen this photo where she has her one... Because this is how I sleep. I had a back injury many years ago. So now... I sleep with my two like pillows under my head. One of them is like newer and one of them is broken way down. It always has to be that combo. And then I have a long king size pillow that I put between my legs and I and I kind of hold because I sleep on my side. Right. And then I have a little travel pillow that I used to, that I got from a flight somewhere to Europe and I wrap it under my armpit. And I have to sleep with all four of those pillows every night. So maybe I need to get this guy. Yeah. Listen, there's a reason that women who have pregnancy pillows, their husbands or wives that are not pregnant, start sleeping with the pregnancy pillows. There's a there's a reason why weighted blankets make sense. Like, it's so comforting and cozy. And I see this as being a splash. You could lay on the couch, read a book. And ha- like literally lie on this thing like he's your partner and have him just hold you. Yeah, well, imagine being single. It's tough. What are you going to lay on? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I if I meet somebody, I'm going on a first date or a second. I'll say first date. I'm usually a sure thing on a first date. I'll put out. And we show up at your home and we're about to get it on. And I see this thing lying in your bed, sitting on your couch. I'm so freaked out. I'm running out the door and never talking to you again. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. I see that. It looks like a human. I love it. With a bear head. I want it. I don't get it. Sorry, Lisa. This is fascinating. Fascinating. Laverne Cox has made a very like specific claim about celebrity men. Michaela, you have that for us and what's popping. And there's audio. What do you got? Yeah. Okay. This is crazy. So Laverne Cox opens up about dating, about men in her DMs. Here's what she has to say. Take a listen at any point. She's, she's, it's, a, it's a slow intro. This is also uh, a point. Do we have the audio? No? Okay, take a listen. I'll check. I think that, like, it's deeply problematic when, like, people hear that a famous man is with a trans woman and they um, automatically think he, say he's gay. Because then that is disavowing the womanhood of trans women. Absolutely. And it is also, like, not acknowledging that sexuality exists on a spectrum. And that people, he, you can be into a trans woman and just be completely straight you can be pansexual you can be bisexual you can there's so many different things and it should all be okay it should all be the okay. stigma it's like it's I, it's so exhausting i can't believe in 2022 we're still dealing with stigma and that there are so many men celebrity men famous men who are terrified of people finding out that they're sleeping with trans women I can't even, I honestly can't believe it. I really can't. I'm happy for my girls who are making their coin, though. Good girl. Okay, so this is a point <laughs> that Trace Lissette has made multiple times mm. in recent interviews as well. And she said she was asked a question by Johnny Sibley in an interview that they were doing. And he asked who was the latest celebrity that slid into her DMs. And she said, I actually can't tell you 
for the safety of myself and my sisters because it's a household name who's straight who wanted to get some and she said this is an opportunity to very much like Liver and Cox talk about the stigma around these straight celebrities that want these trans women but don't want to be honest and open about it it's 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 so fascinating to me and I'm glad they're talking about this and because it's so funny like what does it even mean some sometimes I think about this like what does it mean to be gay or straight or bisexual or whatever and then there's these different calculations that happen when you're like okay you're this 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 and this what does that mean and I think the point of it all is who cares yeah because I know for myself the thing that has got so many people caught up on like my sexuality and then they think about it and they think of the sex they immediately go to the sex like penetration how could you be a man and be with a man in that way right that's where a lot of people who don't understand you know that maybe their own sexuality that's where they go right away yeah so in that way i guess i can understand the psychology of somebody being like well if you're a trans woman you're gay or you might be gay because some a lot of trans women never have bottom surgery right so i hear that from like a sexual like organ perspective that's it right but even that why does that mean that you're gay or mean that you're bisexual and it's sad that so many people can't can't live openly zachary quinto just talked about this in an interview this week saying how many more actually gay men there are in hollywood household names again that we all know and love that are still in 2022 afraid to come out yeah imagine being a trans woman in 2022 and you're still not being able like they still won't acknowledge you they'll pay you they'll sleep to you they might tell you they love you they'll wake up holding you and make you an omelet for breakfast but they won't acknowledge you in public. Yeah. That's got to be so devastating. It's devastating. It's probably, there's so much shame attached and shame is one of the worst feelings I think that anyone can feel. So good. I'm glad. I'm glad that they're talking about it. I also respect they're not outing these men. Yes. Um, they because they still get it. I have a lot of respect for trans women and particularly these trans women. Um, Just used and abused their entire lives and still... Still shining, like Still Laverne and, and Angelica and so many others. Just yeah. like, wow. Absolutely. All right, coming up, it's Therapy Thursdays. How do you live with somebody that lives a little different than you? I love my partner, but we live opposite lives. We're two very different people. And we'll talk about how we make it work next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. You're listening to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for being here. We have a great hour coming up for you. It is Therapy Thursdays, uh, and we have our marriage and family therapist, James Gay, uh, having a conversation with us about coping with someone you live with who might live a very different lifestyle from you. This could be a roommate. It could be a family member. It could be your partner, your spouse, your dog who doesn't respect your boundaries, whatever it may be. Uh, we're talking about it, and we're going to give you some tips and tricks for, for coexisting a little bit more comfortably. Yes. My husband leaves everything open, and by everything I mean cupboards, uh, shower curtains, medicine cabinets. Mm, he closes the refrigerator usually. The toilet seat is always up, though. Drawers. Anytime he opens a drawer, just leaves it open. Every time. And one time my mother-in-law said, gets that from his father. Listen, I, on the other hand, live with somebody who saves the butter Tupperware to put things in them. Oh, my gosh. Cleans out candle jars to keep the glass. Yep. And honestly, I want to throw everything away. I've done it before. Yeah. And then I have moments where I realize I have these weird connections to things. Like the other day, I was on a frenzy. I went through every drawer, every cupboard, every closet and just started getting donating things, just getting rid of it. And I'm like, I'm ready to do it now. Yeah. And I can specifically remember, like the last time I did this three years ago, I wasn't ready then, but now I am. Now you're ready. To get rid of rid of that one thing I've had since I was 25 mm-hmm. that means nothing that I haven't used since. I hear that. But, and I still have 300 DVDs in my entertainment center, and all of those movies are available on Netflix, HBO Max. And I, At what point do you start <laughs> selling those things? I know. And who's buying them? Yes. I used to get those deals at Blockbuster when the DVDs or the blue. Once they would like be not as popular, they'd be like three for $20. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd buy stacks of them. So I have a lot of DVDs with like Blockbuster stickers on them still, which is pretty cool. Yeah. There's a Blockbuster pop up here in Los Angeles. Love it. Supposed to go to it, I think. I don't think we're going to skip it. uh, It's literally down the street from my house, and we passed it the other day. Yeah. And Lisa was like, Oh my God, is that a blockbuster? And I was like, no, Lisa Joy. It's Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Let's do some news on the beat. You got it, my love. Okay, what do we want to talk about? Uh, so much to do. Wow, that's riveting. I can't stop myself. Conservatives can't stop freaking out over the fact that the U.S. men's soccer team is expressing support for LGBTQ people. The latest troll to speak out against the team is anti-LGBTQ Daily Wire writer Matt Walsh, who called their pride-themed USA crest on display at the World Cup wholly un-American. The team is displaying the pride crest in defiance of the strict anti-LGBTQ laws in Qatar where the World Cup is taking place. Walsh was up in arms not over the anti-LGBTQ laws, but by the U.S. team's stance against them. I mean, it's horrendous. It's traitorous. It's treasonous. If I was in charge of the country, they wouldn't be allowed back into the country. But it's also appropriate, Walsh said, because the LGBTQ nation, uh, LGBTQ stan, we may call it, is, after all, the country that corporate America, as well as the United States government, seeks to represent and is the nation that the left pledges allegiance to. It is the country that wishes to colonize the world and export its ideas and values to corners of the globe that have no interest in them. Girl, can we just leave the gays alone today? First, it's Candace Cameron Bure. Did you see her apology, by the way? 
It like, was like the weakest apology it ever. It always is. She apologized just a few months ago but, to JoJo Siwa and then... Yes, but here's what she did. And Jody Sweeten said to JoJo Siwa, girl, you know I love you. Mm-hmm. Heart, heart. Yeah. <laughs> but Candace Cameron Bure made an apology yesterday. Did not apologize or really take into account our community. But her post prior to that was her taking notes that she wrote from the Bible and was placing them on random people's cars as a quote act of love to celebrate her new clothing line with Walmart. Mm. And if you break that down, um, babe, not everybody wants you pushing your religion onto them by going out to their car and having biblical scriptures on their car. You're peddling your new collection through God and you're forcing your religion on people who don't want it. My sister used to always give me like religious quotes, Bible quotes for Christmas or holidays. And I finally just recently realized how talk, because listen, I believe in God. I don't believe in all the Bible. I think a lot of the Bible's trash and it's been misinterpreted and used against us too many times. But I finally, last a week or two ago, I went through and got rid of all the stuff that had like weird Bible, like passive aggressive Bible passages from her that was like, she posed as love, but really she was trying to like save my soul because I'm a flaming homosexual. Yeah. So like, bye girl. Yeah, bye girl. See you later, Cam- Candace. And Walmart, go, 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 go off. I know, weird. She's going to make some money. The clothes going to be whatever, but she's going to make some money. Yeah, she will. All right, let's get into weather. 46 in Boston, 34 in Chicago, 54 in Orlando, 30 in Denver, 75 in LA, and 75 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Build a world where its inhabitants love you. Your happiness is dependent on people who believe in you. You gotta surround yourself with the right people. It's so key. So important. Uh-huh. It is now time for Therapy Thursdays. And uh, joining us now is our marriage and family therapist, James Gay. We're talking about living with somebody who lives a very different life from you. James, thanks for being here. How are you doing? Oh, thanks. How are you both? We're good. We're good. We're living our lives. You know, listen, I've been with my husband now for 10 years. We've only been married since June, though, and there are still some things that he does that drive me crazy, as I'm sure there are things that I do that drive him crazy. I can't think of any of them off the top of my mind because I'm a perfect human being, but here we are. So one of the things that makes me go bonkers is that no matter what room he enters, he's opening cupboards, he's uh, using the restroom and leaving the toilet seat up, he opens drawers and just leaves it all open. I ask him repeatedly to please start closing things. He never does it. He literally, he's a perfect partner in so many ways, but this one thing drives me crazy. Am I making a mountain out of a molehill? (laughs) Well, there are these irritants and I don't want to minimize them. They can be really, really frustrating. And yes, if they're small, it's kind of the price of admission for being in a relationship, but (laughs) determining, you know, whether or not it's something that's substantial or not. Uh, is also important. And and I think that the sooner that we can recognize that mm-hmm. and, you know, accept our partner for their flaws or, you know, doing things differently, you know, they're not even necessarily flaws all the time. It's a different way of organizing or constructing a way of being in the world. And, you know, I think the more that we can accept and appreciate that, the, the more we can enjoy the relationship. 
Okay, so what does a conversation look like? Because my partner chooses to save all the butter jar, all the butter Tupperware, and put things in them. Like she saves everything. She cleans out glass she candle cleans holders, out, mm-hmm, and she keeps them. <laughs> and I like to throw everything away. So when she's not looking, I do throw uh. it away, and then she notices. So it's the best way to have a conversation with your partner when it comes or, to having or a roommate, yeah, or, or a roommate when it comes to both getting your needs met when it comes to things like this yeah well i mean first and foremost is is not labeling their behavior as being like hoarders or messy or lazy or these kinds of things that just put someone else on the defensive right it's it's saying hey when when you you know put things in this kind of way when you leave these cupboards open this is what comes up in me you know, I feel frustrated. I like to have our home in a different way. You know, is there any way that we can create um, a, a better compromise? And and sometimes it's just not on their radar, and it mm-hmm. may never be in quite the same way that it is for us. And and so there's got to be some level of give and take as it relates to these kinds of things. That that none of us get what we want a hundred percent of the time, but hopefully we're getting what we need and want you know, a good portion of the time, and so is our partner. Okay, so I want to dive into a comment you just made about it not being on their radar. This is for anybody you live with, family, friends, roommates, partners, whatever. Mm -hmm. Because for me, what I've had to learn, I'm very much a type A personality, um, and my husband loves that about me, and it also drives him crazy. I think anybody who knows and loves me loves it and hates it about me. It's just who I am, (laughs) right? It's kind of like, it's a package deal. And I sometimes, oftentimes, all the time, feel like, how on earth is this not on your radar? Like, how Mm -hmm. on earth have you never thought, oh, Mm -hmm. how did this refrigerator get cleaned? How did the kitchen get cleaned? How did the laundry get done? How did these things happen? Because I feel like he was raised as an only child, and that feels really like, and I was part of like a a commune of children. Like, there's so many of us. And so it's hard for me to understand sometimes, like, how are you missing this stuff? But you're saying... Maybe it's true. Maybe he actually isn't prioritizing these things and not really paying attention. And am I just supposed to deal with that? Yeah, I think a a lot of what ails us is the meaning and the interpretation that we place on someone else's behavior, right? Okay, stop. That just blew my mind. (laughs) That's good. It's, it's like self-torture. You know, for us, it would mean something different than it does for them, right? And so we can easily, you know, construct this, um, you know, in our imagination that they're doing it on purpose or because they don't care oh, or wow. they're taking us for granted or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. the interpretation is. And, and that's the pain point. The more that we can recognize that that isn't necessarily the case for someone else and it may be you know something completely different and and they may or may not be able to change some of their behavior we get to assert our needs and ask for it but at the end of the day you know it it has to be a compromise i'm losing my mind (laughs) i feel like i just based off my own experience with lisa and i we sat down and I told her that it gives me anxiety. She told me what gives her anxiety. Uh, one thing that she said that's important to her is that I say anything I say, though, in a positive way and also to just make a list. So those are like her communication ways. If I make a list of like what I need My to get done. My husband loves lists, too. It may, yeah, it makes her so happy. And I will say it's made a drastic change in our relationship. Both of our needs are getting met. So I, I appreciate what you're saying about because I did. I took it very personal. Personal when she would um, 
do things that I didn't like, and so mm-hmm. did she. And really, it had nothing to do with. You that. create a whole narrative in your head, and you're like, "Well, gosh, oh, they yeah. must, yeah, they must be doing this for a reason." And then you start to spiral. Totally, totally. We all do it. We all have active imaginations when it comes to these things. But the more empathy that we can have for others, which really means not imagining ourselves as them, but stepping into their shoes with their background, their frame of reference, their brain, the way that their brains work, and and recognizing that often it's just not about us. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go home and open every single one of my cupboards and just leave them open as, <laughs> yeah. a, as a sign of love and support. Perfect. Great. Is it possible that I'm not actually married, that it's just in my imagination, I made it all up? Yes. Maybe, according to this one lawyer, uh, listen to what she has to say about marriage. My biggest takeaway from family law is that marriage is just made up. Yes, there's a long tradition of marriages throughout history, mostly for economic purposes, political purposes, or uh, religious purposes. But putting that aside in the modern era, it's like, well, why get married? Especially if you don't have some like religious attachment to the institution of marriage. The government wants you to get married because it's a way for them to create private social welfare networks um, and make your family responsible for you rather than have the government be responsible responsible for you. Putting that cynicism aside, though, if marriage is made up, then that's also the beauty of it. You and your partner can make it into whatever it means to you. That part. Listen, I love this, but I and I feel like I've been dragged on this show for saying this before, uh, particularly with our old producer. But I think all rules are made up. Like, I, like everything is silly to me. At the end of the day, somebody was just like, I'm going to make these rules. I'm going to make this Bible. I'm going to make these things. And the government, I'm going to make these rules too. And everyone was like, okay, we'll just abide by them. But like at the end, end of the day, they're just rules that people made up. A thousand percent. And we all agree to live by. Now, to some degree, there need to be rules. Because if there was no... Because I don't think that like getting rid of government or religion is like the way forward. Because... These things keep people like in check. I don't want a whole entire world where there's no rules. Yeah, where right. There's no like law enforcement, no military. Like to a degree, we need all of them. Yes. The problem is they've gone unchecked for so long that they've gotten out of hand. And this is really fascinating. Her name is Cece, and she graduated from Harvard Law School back in 2016. Um, I wonder if she knew what's her name from Reese Legally Blonde. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. What was her character's she did. name? Um, did she go to Harvard Law? Elle Woods. Woods. Mm -hmm. Wow, Vanessa. Was she friends with Elle Woods? I wonder if she knew Elle Woods. She was there a little bit after her, probably. Uh Uh-huh. But this is really interesting. This clip has been viewed by about a half a million people on TikTok so far. And it is so real because, yeah, we got married June 20th. Cried, emotional. Everybody was, like, just overwhelmed, right? But we signed the paperwork June 1st. Yeah. But we didn't mail in the paperwork until the day before we left for our wedding. So when are we actually married? Right. What's the actual date? Because then they didn't certify it until like August. And then they sent us a copy in the mail. Right. So this is our wedding anniversary, June 1st. Is it June 16th or 15th, the day we mailed it in? Is it August 3rd or 5th, whenever it was that they signed it? Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? And we didn't tell our wedding guests that ahead of time because we didn't want them to be like, oh, it's not really a wedding. Yeah. Because we're like, yeah, it's a wedding. Of course it's a wedding. We're doing this now. We signed a piece of paperwork a few weeks ago. That's it. That's all we did. Right? We didn't kiss. We didn't acknowledge it. We put it, sealed it away, and mailed it before we went down to Mexico. Um, Because if we didn't, we would have had to have had a full Catholic ceremony. 
And we're like, oh, God, no, we're not doing well, that. And I think that's why, like, understanding, and we can go back to, like, Candace Cameron Bure being in the headlines that she wants traditional marriage back on television, which is why she moved to a faith-based network. A lot of our community was up in arms about it, calling her homophobic. Um, it was another, you know, <clears throat> uh, divided co- feelings. But I think where it can bring comfort is... Literally, it is all made up. Totally. The Bible is like, you know, when I went to Jerusalem, they said, and I didn't know this, that uh, Jesus wasn't even born in December. Like, Jesus was born in April. April. So this whole thing that we're doing in December for Christmas is bizarre. December 25th is a pagan holiday. Yes. That's all it is. Yes. He was born in in the springtime, and we've all known this. And I remember saying this to my mom years ago. I studied this in, like, college. And she's like, oh, honey, that's terrible. Don't ever say that out loud again. And I'm like... But he wasn't. He wasn't. December twenty fifth is a fake holiday. Yeah. When when Christians the crusade of the world and tried to make everybody go from paganism to Christianity. Right. They said, well, this was a big pagan holiday, the December twenty fifth. So they decided to keep that date so they could easily convert people and say, now this is when Jesus Christ was born in the manger. No, he wasn't. Well, so that's my point. Yeah, it's, it's all made all up. Made up. Yeah. There's no actual facts behind it. So. It can bring you comfort knowing that people just made up rules. You can follow them. You don't have to. You can make your own rules. I like that she said, make your own rules in your yeah, marriage. I love that. That's so good. This is a big one. Uh, you know, I've covered the Golden Globes for many years. I've worked the red carpet for the HFPA uh, and Dick Clark Productions who produce this award show. They've been in some hot water in recent years, right? They didn't even air last year. Uh, they're coming back. And uh, one major celebrity who could be winning all the awards this year is saying, I won't be there. Yeah. What do you have for us? All right. Well, Brendan Fraser got like an 11 minute standing ovation um, in the new film that he's in. But The in, Whale. Yeah. The whale. But in the interview with GQ, he noted he'll not participate in the awards ceremony run by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Frazier claimed in 2018 that former HFPA President Philip Burke sexually assaulted him in 2003. Burke, who's now 89, continues to deny the allegations. Frazier said he became so depressed after the alleged incident took place and has completely lost respect for the organization. He said, I have more history with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association than I have respect for the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Uh, He said it's because of the history that I have with them. My mother did not raise a hypocrite. You can call me a lot of things, but not that. He then claims that uh, Philip took his left hand, reached around, grabbed his private area, and started moving his hand around in that private area. And it left Brendan Fraser feeling not only, in his words, uh, sick, like a little kid, there was a ball in his throat. He felt like he wanted to cry, and he went on to blame himself and was absolutely miserable um, as he gaslit himself, trying to say that it, it wasn't as big of a deal as it was. However, it is, and he will not be attending the award ceremony. Good for him. Uh, yeah, good for him. This is going to be another big blow to the HFPA because they've been they've been so problematic. You know, all the all the chatter was about Oscars so white for so many years, and it turns out the entire Hollywood foreign press had zero black representation. And it's this is a group of like at the time it was like 80, 80 some journalists from around the world who made all these decisions based on you know what they liked. And then we saw that films studios were spending millions of dollars wooing them, buying them gifts, taking them out to fancy dinners to get them to vote for their films. It's just disgusting. Crazy. And and to hear this on top of this, and this guy, like you said, he's 89, he's still 
still denying it. Brendan Fraser was your age. 34? Yeah. He was your age when this happened. Yeah. Listen, it's really sad. It's sad that nothing was done. It's sad that it wasn't made a bigger deal. But it does take one person, everyone that comes forward. It means something. It validates somebody else's experience. And we've heard a lot of Me Too. You know, we're looking at the cases with Danny Masterson right now. He's in court mm-hmm. fighting sexual allegations against four women. We're watching uh, Gavin Newsom's wife uh, in Not court Gavner. this week. Ga- Why do I call him Gavin? I call him Gavin Governor. It's such a good... Yeah, it is good, though. Uh, His wife is speaking up against uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yep. Um, So, And you you got to think, Brendan Fraser was one of the biggest male celebrities in the world at the time. Yeah, and then he kind of just went nowhere. Like, Like, The Mummy was a huge franchise. So if a man in his mid-30s, who's one of the biggest names in all of Hollywood, can't come forward. Isn't being believed. Imagine how difficult it is for women. Yeah. Or any person of color. It's a white, straight, cis guy. Absolutely. Mm. All right, coming up in our next hour, what's the least that you can see your parents without being a bad person? We'll have that conversation next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Coming up this hour of the show. What if you don't want to see your parents? What if you just don't want to be around them? The holidays are coming up. You don't want to deal with it. Does that make you a bad person? No, not at all. However, I'm forced to no, you're see not. both of my parents. You're not forced. Um, I'd you're, like to say... You're a good person. You're trying. No, I'm, I'm not trying. And I don't want to see them at all. And I am being forced. Because my brother's graduating from the army and he chooses to have a relationship with them. So in order for me to go... They will also be there. I've not been in the same room with both of my parents in years, and we don't have a relationship. So yeah. it's very interesting to see how this is going to go. So your love of your brother is bigger than your disdain for your parents. Exactly. Yeah, so- but I've always been able to make the decision not to do holidays with them. Mm-hmm. And this is the first year that in order to do my brother's graduation, we're all going to have to be there. Got to suck it up. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye, mm-hmm. Aye. Well, I hope it... I hope you're pleasantly surprised. I will say that. I, I, I'm i not going to say I hope it all gets worked out because that's not going to happen. Yeah. I hope you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I hope so too. And that, that might just mean it stays neutral. Yeah. That would be a win. Yeah. So I hope that for you. Thank you so much. But we're going to have this conversation because if you are stuck in that position as well, mm-hmm. or if you have a great relationship with your parents, but you don't love to see them all the time, 
How do you get through that know, without feeling like a bad guy? It's a lot. Yeah, parents Gro- are tricky. Growing up, was a lot. I had to make the decision to not go home for 10 days at a time twice a year to f- see my family anymore. I go home for three days now. Yeah. Once a year. Yeah. Tops. Yes. And that works for me. Yes. Love my mom. Love her to death. But I'd rather her just come visit me now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. Come to my territory. we got stuff planned. It'll be fun. Totally. Um, totally. Also, what if you're in a polyamorous relationship... And you want to show love to all of your partners on your Facebook profile, but you feel oh, discriminated girl. against because you can't. You can only choose one. Well, change <laughs> oh may be God. a coming. <laughs> I have so many things to say. I have so many things to say. More importantly, who's mm-hmm. using Facebook? That. Okay. That part. If you're going to fight about it, mm. shouldn't be Facebook is the, the platform you're looking to... F- And one problematic celebrity has said they're now thinking about dating women because she has a gay bone. What does that even mean? What? I know you're going to have thoughts on this. What? What's popping? It's at the end of the hour. Oh, don't come over to this side, honey. I know about a gay bone or two over the years. Yeah. I think think my gay bone might be very different from what hers is. I I think so, too. I might be way off here. I think so. Let's do news on the beat before I get myself canceled. You got it, babe. Conservatives can't stop freaking out over the fact that the U.S. men's soccer team is expressing support for LGBTQ people. The latest troll to speak out against the team is anti-LGBTQ Daily Wire writer Matt Walsh, who called their pride-themed... Uh-oh. Sorry. Hold on. Oh, no. Did you delete the story? That's the wrong story. Okay. Pride-themed USA crest on display at the World Cup. Holy un-American. Uh, the team is displaying the pride crest in defiance of the strict anti-LGBTQ laws in Qatar, where the World Cup is taking place. Walsh was up in arms, not over the anti-LGBTQ laws, but by the U.S. team's stance against them. I mean, it's horrendous, horrendous, it's traitorous, it's treasonous. If I was in charge of the country, they wouldn't be allowed back in the country, but it's also appropriate, Walsh said, because the LGBT nation, LGBTB stan, we may call it, is, after all, the country that corporate America, as well as the United States government, seeks to represent, and is the nation that the left pledges allegiance to it is the country that wishes to colonize the world and export its ideas and values to corners of the globe that have no interest in them wait what guess what already did it already colonized the world problematic it's already happened babe already happened. Like puritanical rule has been the way for hundreds of years here in the United States yeah we're finally finally inching closer to understanding our neighbors and being a true melting pot like we were all taught in elementary school it's so wild to me that they're like, oh, they shouldn't be allowed back in the country because they don't want to discriminate against people. Yeah. That's not I know. American. Uh, not American at what all. An idiot. All right. In other news, Representative Karen Bass won the Los Angeles mayor race Wednesday against billionaire developer Rick Caruso. Bass's victory in the closely watched race between two ideologically opposed Democrats shows that L.A. voters prefer an institutional Democrat over a political outsider to solve the city's homelessness crisis. Much of their campaigns were centered around crime, homelessness and policing, uh, policing, I'm sorry. Karen Bass is the first woman elected mayor of Los Angeles and will be the second black mayor to hold the position with 70 percent of the voted with the votes counted. Bass had a lead of nearly 47,000 votes. Bass has served six terms in Congress and was on Biden's shortlist for a running mate in 2020. I hope she does well. I really do. I think it's exciting that we have our first female mayor ever 
2022, you think about we're so progressive and so liberal in Los Angeles, but we've never had a female mayor before. You know, I will say this. As much as I'm a woman's woman, girl's girl, and I want women to win and succeed, I I really don't care who totally gets the job. I just want you to clean up L.A. and fix this yes. homeless crisis. And I think I'm with you there. We don't care who gets the job. Yeah. We just hope that that half of the country, women, aren't excluded from the opportunity. Totally. You can do woman up against man a hundred times in a row, and if the man is better a hundred times out of a hundred, great. Absolutely. But if a woman's better a hundred times out of a hundred, you sure as heck better give her the same opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Totally. And that's where we are, and I really hope... Like, Come on, Karen. Rick Caruso scared me a bit. So... Yeah. For women's rights and things like that, I'm excited about this. I do hope she tackles the homeless yes, crisis. clean and, it and up, gal. Because I, that was his main point, too. So I hope she does it. Yeah. All right. Weather, 46 in D.C., 39 in Cleveland, 58 in Dallas, 62 in Vegas, 60 in San Francisco, and 75 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. Build a world where its inhabitants love you. Your happiness is dependent on people who believe in you. Surround yourself with good people. can't believe we're one week away from Thanksgiving. And I'm so pumped. Our producer, Vanessa, just sent me a TikTok. She said, AJ, this will help you on your Thanksgiving. Okay. And it was the cutest TikTok. And it was basically this girl showing how you could display your buffet at home and make it adorable. Oh, so sweet. And now I'm having a meltdown because I feel like I don't do enough. I'm not doing, I'm not good enough just, just yet. I got to go do this now. I got to go do this. Go do it. I can't see an idea that's cute, like regarding the holidays, and not do it. Yes. Way to go, Vanessa. Way to go, Vanessa. Way to way to make me a better man. Yeah. I appreciate you. It's what you do here at yes. the Morning Beat. Thank you. You want to say something, Vanessa? You want to get on the mic and you're leaning in? She's like literally you want, just like, nodding. Like you want to say? I was just gonna say thank you. That's <laughs> now it. Now she's all. just saying thank you. You're welcome. I don't I don't make you a better person or anything. You have nothing nice to say to me or just just it's the one way street. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Let's talk about how we're all bad people. Okay. Holidays are here. You don't really want to spend it with your parents. Does that make you a bad person? I'll let you go first. Um, okay, so here's what I've learned in my life. I don't have a great relationship with my parents, and I've done the things. We've tried to go to therapy. We've tried to grow. Mm. We just have a really difficult time communicating. Yes. And... I don't think that any of us feel fulfilled after we hang out with Mm, each other. mm. I won't even put it just on them. But I am being forced to be in the same room with them, the both of them, which I have not done in years, Mm -hmm. for my brother's graduation coming up next week. Got it. So I'm preparing myself to be with them. I've taken the time to... um, Visualize how I see it going, but also understanding that I'm going to have to keep my boundaries completely intact. All the way. The entire two days that I'm there to ensure that I protect myself. Okay. And I think that when you have a good set of boundaries, which are something I've been working on for two years, Mm. it does make things much easier when it comes to relationships like parents Mm. and understanding that... um, that you're doing it to protect yourself and not to hurt them. So who knows? Mm. Who knows? Well, this person wrote in and said, how much time do I have to spend with my parents to not be a horrible person? I didn't have a particularly (laughs) happy childhood. I don't think my parents are particularly good people now that I'm an adult. They want to see me and hang out with me, but every time I do, I just feel exhausted afterwards from having to pretend to have a romantic relationship when I just don't feel it. I do my best to email or call them and give them gifts during the holidays, but then they clearly want more. 
how much more should I do? It's it, and this is so relatable because mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people are in the same situation that you're in, right? I was in that relationship with my dad for many years. He was not a good parent yeah. for my entire childhood, and it took some really difficult conversations to get to a place where I was like, okay, we're good now. Like I've I've shared the story. It took 15 years for him to say the word gay back to me after I came out of the closet, and that just happened a few years ago. And then fast forward, he came to my wedding all the way in Mexico. He's never left the country until this time. He's 70 years old. So there is hope. Yes. Right? But it's also okay if your parents are just, I guess, I feel like your parents are, I don't know them. I've never met them. From the stories I've heard, they're just problematic. Mm -hmm. And not really willing to take accountability. Yeah, I think that's where it gets tough, you know. And then you look on the flip side of of parents. Lisa's mom, um, a gem. Lisa's mom is so sweet, but Lisa's mom is very, very critical of Lisa. So sometimes it can get uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I think this is comes with a lot of people's moms. They are protective of their kids. They want their kids to have a good life. They want their kids to be okay. So they like overly mother mm-hmm. and they like overly protect that and they part. literally don't respect any boundaries whatsoever. I mean, Lisa's mom still goes through her mail and she's like, stop going through my mail. Um, <laughs> and she makes you breakfast. She wants you to have breakfast all. She wants, she's like one of those. Yes. But it's, it comes from a place of love. But it comes from such a place of love. But we do have to, again, be like, okay, what are the boundaries here? Um, because me and Lisa will get into a fight if it's too long with zero boundaries because she's frustrated with her mom. I'm frustrated. So I think it's like you just have to know how much is too much. And when it comes to the holidays, if you think that, for example, a really good tip is if you're going home for the holidays, um, but you don't want to stay with your parents, get a hotel room or stay with your brother mm-hmm. or stay with your best friend so that you have time to like get out, get away. Uh, so we're, we're actually going to be doing this. So we're going to be staying in Baton Rouge with uh, my husband's family. His parents are staying in a different house. We're staying at one aunt's house. They're staying in another's. And... Our compromise was, I'm very excited about it, by the way, but I'm like, I'm going to stay for three nights. You can stay for seven. I'm staying for three. It's his family. The other thing was, I said, this is a non-starter for me. We have to rent a car. We're not going to do that thing Whereas, yeah, I'm a 42-year-old man. I'm not going to wait for somebody to come pick me up in their minivan and just say, okay, well, I guess we won't leave and go anywhere if you don't want us to. Right. You have to have some – so – Find your ways, and if it's renting a car, staying in a separate hotel, yeah. or just or just avoiding them all together, that's also okay if that's what's best for you. Totally. There's really no rules. We talked about it earlier, but you got to make your own rules in life. Amen. As long as you're respectful of other people and you're not harming anybody, make your own holiday rules. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's wild to me that people still use Facebook first and foremost, but- if you do, and you happen to be in a relationship with multiple people... What do you do, Daddy? You might be frustrated because you can't list all of them as your partner. Only one. You have to choose one. And that's problematic. I've always wondered about that. Like, people who have multiple wives, is the first one the most important or is the last one the most important? Because if, if the first one has been there longer, that might mean she's your number one. Mm-hmm. Right? You have longer history. Just do it in alphabetical order. But then but then I feel like if you've married three women since her, the new one must be the love of your life because that's the one you're passionate about right, right. now. Right. Well, that's what happened in Sister Wives. Robin, who is married to Cody, she was the last sister wife to marry Cody, gets all the attention. Really? So all the wives are mad, so they all left Cody, and now he's living a 
monogamous life and not polyamorous because his wives hate him and left him. I will say this. He's just with the newest one now? Well, Janelle's on her way out. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happens to that show. Well, polyamorous activists now want Facebook to let users list multiple partners in a new relationship, and they're on a crusade. Why? 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 I guess it's important. This is all in a an open letter from the Organization for Polyamory and Ethical Non-Monogamy. Yeah, but babe, why Facebook? No one cares. Like, no one cares that I'm with Lisa. Mm-mm. Nobody cares because it's Facebook. I mean, who? when's the last time you went onto somebody's profile and went into their bio info and were like, hmm, uh, you what know, are their hobbies, well, interests, and who are they with? I do do this, actually. I use Facebook for one thing and one okay. thing. Well, two things. To post articles about how horrible Christians are to gay people and queer people and Amen. trans people. <laughs> I do that. I did that yesterday. Uh, or like anti-Trump articles those are all kind of lumped together for me i'll post those but i usually only use facebook to find out when somebody's birthday is because i don't know i never know my friend's birthdays or family and i'm like oh happy birthday it's so easy you can even just click maybe a birthday but not that's it that's it i don't somebody's relationship status who cares i literally don't care it's not a hill i want to die on like no it's not but i'm like this is look I love our community. I love other communities. This is a, yeah, I love yes. everything, okay? Yeah. I love everything, okay? But this isn't the fight we this need isn't to the be one. fighting right this now, my love. We've mm. got a lot going on where we don't need to be able to put multiple people in a relationship with us. Do you know what LGBTQ2S plus is? No, I don't. Apparently, it's a new acronym for us. No, it's not. I'm not going to say I don't know what it. that even means. What is it? LGBTQ? Two plus, two S plus, two spouses or more. Two, what does that mean? I'm sorry, LGBTQ mm-hmm. is IA still there as well? No, it's gone. Oh, so that's just gone now. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're LGBTQ plus two, two S, two spirited, two spirit, two. No, because two-spirited? when we talked to the indigenous community, yes, it is. They said we're not. It is. It is. I looked it up. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, and two-spirited. Okay, but now is this problematic because the indigenous community says we are not allowed as white people Mm -hmm. to say two-spirited or spirit animal because uh, the white people colonized that. Remember we had that conversation? Yes, we did. so then what? Where are we I now? I can't host this show anymore. I, see, listen. I, I talk about this. My husband and I talk about this last last night. We were shopping, okay? And I we're in a store, and he says to the, the associate, um, is this is this like clothing, like, is this men's or is this women's? And he goes, well, all of our clothes are, are, are um, like, yeah, they're gender neutral, right? Okay. He goes, oh, okay. Because I had made a comment, I'm like, this jacket would be so fierce if I were a woman. And then I then I was like, the salesperson, our guess was that their pronouns might be they, them. We weren't sure. They were pretty androgynous, so we didn't want to be rude. So then I immediately catch myself like an awkward 42-year-old who's trying to keep up with the world and say, or, or a woman, or, or, or a woman, or a man, I mean, or a man who could wear this jacket <laughs> oh too. God. Also, I'm 42 years old, but I'm also six foot five, so I don't think this would fit me. That's the only reason I said that. But also, oh this looks God. like a woman's jacket, but I would wear it if it fit me. So then my husband, when he asked, he said, yeah, we totally are spiraling. And he's like, oh, oh, uh, so, so, okay, so this is all gender neutral? And the sales officer was like, yeah. And then my husband says, but but are the, are the, <laughs> do the sizes fit me? Because I'm 6'3 and he's 6'5. Are the sleeves long enough? And then we have this whole conversation about what is gender neutral clothing? It's not really real because a, a small women's shirt is different than a small men's shirt. And it has to be okay to still be like, okay, I'm a man. 
or I'm a woman, that has to also be okay. It's not actually gender neutral because none of the stuff on the other side would fit me on my best day. I could buy two XLs and they wouldn't fit me. Vanessa, welcome to Six Flags. Right. We were just on a very deep emotional roller coaster. I went through it last night. So polyamory, pump the brakes, relax. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I can buy that jacket on the other he side of the, the store jacket, or not. You guys. Yes. That's all he wants. It was fierce. Just the jacket. All right, it's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Julia Fox back in the news. Uh, She briefly dated Kanye West and gave a really awkward interview on a red carpet. That's about all I know about her. Mm. Um, But what do you have for us? What's poppin'? Okay, well, Julia Fox is thinking about dating women because she has a gay bone. Uh, We have some audio from her upcoming interview with Z-Way, who's hysterical. Mm. Take a listen. Have you ever tried dating women? I like have been thinking about it a lot recently because I do think like maybe I'm I have some, you know, I have a gay bone and I need to explore that a little bit more. Like maybe my ex-boyfriends weren't wrong when they were calling me a lesbian and complaining that I never wanted to have sex with them. (laughs) Whoa. Okay, okay, gal. Well, listen, she's saying also, and to be fair, all men are equally uh, horrible. And she's sick of them. Mm. So, uh, that's this great. Is great. Uh, better late than never. I knew I had a gay bone around the time I was like 12 or so. Yeah. Maybe 13. Mm-hmm. Um, probably inappropriate to say that, but uh, Julia Fox, welcome to the family. Yeah. She's I one mean, of the, she, I think that women are slowly going to recognize that we all belong together. Well, she's except for our producer Vanessa, yeah. who is adamantly straight. I don't know. I don't know that she's even no, that you, straight. Okay. I feel like you're just like you're just like I don't have time for people. Yeah, you're more of just a you. You're not into people. Yeah, it's like is it an asexual thing, or you like is, sometimes you see like a dude who's like, yeah, that's that's the guy. I always think guys are sexy. You think guys oh, are she sexy? She always thinks guys are sexy. All of them. You think I'm sexy? I just Vanessa. You think I'm sexy? Vanessa, do you have a crush on me? No, I don't. You don't? Why are you? Why are you? Oh, you're laughing. I'm laughing because AJ just wants everyone to have I do. a crush be on in him. love with him. I do. Mm-hmm. Listen, you're both like tiny. It's the running thing. You're tiny little girls, and I'm really, really tall. And I, I heard that was attractive to women. So I don't. I, maybe I'm wrong. I guess I'm 0 for two now. Great. You're you're 0 for two, my love. I bet Lisa would be into it. Lisa and Vanessa? No, me. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see. I'm, I'm, I'm shifting gears. I'm gonna put all my focus on your girlfriend now. So toxic You're and so, so wrong. You're so dumb. You can have my husband. Listen, Julia Fox is hot. Um, when she doesn't have that crazy eyeliner on. Okay, let's talk about that part. Okay, because like I need that to not be involved. Is it, is it a cat eye? What is that called? No, I it I don't know. That it's really like pointy... black swan, but yeah. like it was unnecessary. Black swan. You know what it looks like? I'll tell you what it looks like. Uh-oh. It looks like me. Yeah. Putting liquid eyeliner on yep. when I was 22 years old. Okay. And couldn't get the line straight. So I just kept adding more and, and more. And then it be, and more. And all of a sudden it connected to your hairline. Uh-huh. And then I was like, well, that's done for the day. And I just went out because I still had makeup <laughs> on. <laughs> looked ugly. I'm already running late, so I, I can't do like it again. I Batman with a mask on, but mm. I had liquid eyeliner. I had the winged eye. And that's 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 on, on period. And that's on period. Welcome to the family, Julia Fox. America, America, America. It's time for another edition of Red, White, and Q as we continue honoring our trans brothers and sisters. One of the best ways we can do that is by sharing their stories. And our very own Ryan Basham is here to do just that. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Um, You got to do something pretty cool recently. And you sat down, had a conversation with uh, U.S. Representative Marie Newman. uh, Talked about the importance of being a supportive mother to her trans daughter, how did that go? 
You know, it was really fascinating because, you know, you may remember that uh, last year she made national news when she and Marjorie Taylor Greene kind of went toe to toe Mm. uh, over her trans pride flag because their offices were across the hallway from each other. Yeah. And, um, you know, she made national news for that, but she's been in this fight for 15 years. It started with her other child was severely bullied at school. And then her trans daughter um, was so uh, was struggling so much with with who she was. you know what? Actually, instead of telling you about it, I'm, let's play it. I, the, she uh, she was really struggling, and she wanted to end her life, and that was a wake up call. Fast forward to eighth grade graduation, and Tyler at the time came downstairs and said, "You know, Mom, I'm such a hassle, and I know this is painful to deal with. Um, I really only te- see two solutions: um, I either run away or I kill myself." And I got to tell you. When you hear that as a parent, it, it just totally blows your hair back. It just is it, the, the weight and the force of that is just so it's like nothing you've ever felt. Wow. You know, it's crazy how a mother telling that story humanizes such yeah. a difficult conversation because take it all away, like take everything away. You have a little, a young kid coming to you saying, there's two solutions that I have for my life to run away or kill myself. I don't care where you stand politically. Yeah. A child saying that to their mother is something I think that no one would ever be able to bear hearing. Yeah, it stopped me in my tracks. Well, literally, not literally, I was sitting in a seat. But it, I mean, I just, I, I was just so taken aback because, you know, we hear theoretically all the time how important gender affirming care is. Uh, but to hear about a kid who just graduated from eighth grade being in this place. And you have to know that by then she had been struggling for a while. That for wasn't sure. like a brand new I thing. knew I was gay and when so, I was six, so I can only imagine. It, exactly. You know, most queer people know what it's like to have <clears throat> at least two identities. There's what's, you know, trying to figure out who you are on the inside while putting on whatever you put on on the outside. And so when I hear people talk about how gender affirming care takes the innocence away from kids or they're too young to know better, I just got to th- say, if, if she was by the eighth grade ready to run away or take her own life because of how much she was struggling, how in the world could she possibly have innocence? How in the world could she possibly have, mm. you know, be too young? Mm-hmm. That's, she doesn't get the chance to have that innocence because she's so torn up inside about who she is and trying to figure that out. Imagine how it would have been if she had a roadmap for figuring that out earlier. Well, you did. You actually did talk about gender affirming care with Representative Marie Newman, correct? Yes, we did. A great clip for that, too. Let's play that. But gender-affirming care is so incredibly important because when you don't have it, that's when you have kids um, interested in committing suicide. I'm just going to be really clear with people that don't believe in uh, the spectrum that is gender. Um, that's why we have kids committing suicide. So um, I, I ask people to rethink their thinking around that. It's very blunt. She's saying, listen, if you don't understand the spectrum of gender, that's on you. But we're losing lives. Well, and I think that's sort of how we have to talk as Democrats. I think that sometimes we try to talk softly with nicer words, with more understanding words. But with something like this, you need to talk bluntly. This is truly what's happening. Hear it or don't. Mm. Yeah. You know, the the phrase, uh, the spectrum of gender really strikes me too because i think it's so hard for many of us to wrap our mind around what that is if that's not something we experience and it occurred to me when she said that it's not really my job to fully understand it my job is to be supportive of people who identify with it 
and that's it. I don't have to totally get it. I'll never totally get it, but it is my responsibility to be supportive. And it's also my responsibility because I'm supportive to make sure that people in my life are too. I know more than one parent of a trans kid in my life right now, and all of them struggled with getting it. Oh, and that inhibited their ability to support their kids. Listen, when it, when it all comes down to it, we're humans. We're put on this planet. We have one shot at life. And all you can do is love um, and hope to be loved in return. This is a fantastic conversation. There's so much more we wish you could share live on the air right now. But we do want you, our listeners, to go listen to Ryan Basham's full interview with Representative Marie Newman. Uh, you even talk about Evie's coming out story. You can listen to the entire interview on wearechannelq.com. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is pretty cool. I grew up obsessed with space. I remember watching Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks years ago and thinking, wow, what what a journey. I also grew up 15 minutes from the home of Neil Armstrong, the first astronaut to ever set foot on the face of the moon. I went to the Neil Armstrong Museum many times as a kid. Didn't have a lot of field trip options where I grew up, and that was one of the, the, the best ones. And I thought it was so cool. Well... Uh, NASA just launched its uh, Mega Artemis 1 moon rocket. It's the first in 50 years uh, since the Apollo program was shut down. So it has been 50 years since an American astronaut has stepped foot on the face of the moon. And it's going to happen once again. Incredible. Pretty pretty cool stuff. This happened yesterday. And uh, we're going to keep an eye on it. Uh, but I thought I'd share that because, listen, we might need to live there soon because things here are getting wild. Oh, my God. Wild. Wild. We're going to have to go there. Just for a visit. Sure. Remember when Lance Bass tried to? Yeah. He tried to go to the moon for a while. and what, Remember when that was like a thing? People were like, you can get tickets for $1 billion. And you're like, yes, sure, sign yeah. me up. Or I could just live my life forever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. This is very exciting. Something that your husband was very excited about yesterday. The Princess Diaries 3 is on Disney. It's coming. It's been more than two decades since Princess Diaries first made its way to theaters. And finally, news regarding the long-awaited third installment has been announced. And people are losing their minds. The nostalgia is real. And I feel very excited for everybody that's very excited. He was losing his mind. He was so over the moon about this. Yeah. Literally over the moon. Didn't land on it. Went right no, over right it. No, right over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And spent the billion dollars for uh-huh. a ticket. Um, it's very exciting. I think that why it's so great to have some of these movies coming back is because we talk about it all the time. We love memories from our childhood, the good ones. And it kind of brings you back to that safe place when you were mm-hmm. a little kid. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. There's not a release date yet, but everyone's in. And it we want to feel like really the world's great. simple again. Yeah, we all want to feel that way. I've been, you know, going out of out of my way to try to um, make like the perfect Thanksgiving because I want to have that Thanksgiving I always dreamed of growing up. And I do this every year during the holidays. I had great holidays, but I want them to be like mine now. Yeah, and like special. Yes. You know. Yes. I get it. Uh, I get it, too. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. We have a great show for you tomorrow as we head into the weekend. Make sure you tune in tonight to Loveline, How to Get Over a Breakup. It's so tough, but there are some tips that Dr. Chris Donahue can share with you for you or a friend. So make sure you tune in. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.